0: today. It's really good to be back. Um, I and Brian were gone for the last couple of weeks. We spent a couple of weeks in, in Oregon uh, celebrating my parents' 60th wedding anniversary and got all of our family. It was a family reunion that we were all able to um, come together. I my brother and all his extended family and my sister and all their family were all able to come up different times over those over the time um, but i spent we Brian and I spent that time um, all the ten days there we were ready for a break um, from our usual lives and being typically the first um, the only person in even my extended family who likes the morning. um, I got to get up every morning, um, which is natural for me. I got up about five. Sunrise up there was technically 5.15. So it was quite light at five. And so it was very easy to wake up, but it's my favorite time of day. But I spent um, a lot of that time in my typical way, spending some time with God, went out walking or running all through the area. So I was running and walking through forests and along rivers and exploring all the area, just going miles and miles um, and doing all sorts of things early in the morning, often on my own. But it was my time of spending that time with God. Um, And I knew I was coming back and gonna be sharing in today's message. And so one of the things that I do is um, that I was doing along with the daily lectionary, I was reading the scriptures for today and just saying, God speak to me of what you have for me. And what kept, one of the things that kept coming to me was, you know, it's that time of who am I in you? Who am I in you? My identity in Christ. Where is that right now? One of the pluses in the liturgical worship, where we follow the um, the church year, and we you know we acknowledge all the different parts of Jesus' life. One of the real advantages to doing that is that we you know every year we get a reminder of 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 the reason Christ came and what that means for us and during this ordinary time that we have that spans from um, the Sunday after Pentecost until the first Sunday of Advent is that time for walking that out of all those things that you learned when we went through Advent and Lent and what changes that God was working on us in. And during this ordinary time, it's like, it's a reminder to us that how do we just keep moving forward in that time that he is sending us out, right? That's what he was doing at Pentecost, is sent the Holy Spirit so that we were empowered to go out. And now it's like, so what does that mean for us? Our gospel reading um, was a second half um, of of Jesus sending his 12 disciples out that first time. Last week was, was the first half, and this week was the second half of all the different things that he was warning them about and letting them know, saying this could come up for you In it, there were a lot of warnings um, in that, that it's not always easy. He was warning us that um, circumstances may dictate our actions, um, but we need to always keep God or Christ at our center no matter what happens around us in our everyday lives that, um, that we have to... That we have to have. A couple of the things you remember of what he said was that, if you acknowledge me before others, I will acknowledge you. If you disown me, I'll disown you. And that warning did not come to bring peace. Not everyone's going to agree with what you're sharing, with what you're sharing about who I am. And that big one, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. A few chapters later, he specifically tells us that we have to take up our cross. Or another way of looking at that is to be obedient to what God is calling us to do in our specific lives. So we get reminded that um, as God sent us out in our daily lives, that we need to um, be aware of what we're doing and need to figure out what that looks like. And that periodically remembering um, why we do what we do is helpful. And so even at this time of the season, sometimes it's helpful to take stock. And that's one of the things that I did um, over my vacation was it's like, okay, God, am I doing what you want me to do in this season of my life? You know, I've, up the last three and a half years, you know, I've, I've been focusing in on doing all this work at the hospital, of caring for um, people who are struggling with illness and death is mostly what I deal with um, in that and what that means for people. It's like, how can they walk in their faith when they're facing illness, when they're facing death? What does that mean for them? Well, a Romans passage kind of helps point our way, reminds us that when we were baptized, that um, there were promises made. We made a promise, and God made promises to us through that covenant of baptism. Paul has kind of an interesting way of putting it out there um, for us. But I I liked the way N.T. Wright uh, broke it down, and I loved his illustration of saying that when we are baptized that things change. Whether or not we feel it or exactly know what that looks like, our life changes. Promises were made. We need to move forward in that. Um, An example of that, um, that, and sorry, but that, and that periodically those promises we need to return to and say, okay, am I doing what I've said I'm going to do um, when I committed my life, when I publicly proclaimed um, that I was gonna follow Jesus? Um, and, but it's a process. Um, in religious words, we call it sanctification. Salvation is immediate. We immediately receive salvation when we um, um, commit our lives to him and are baptized. We immediately receive that. But sanctification is that process that we have of walking it out. Um, Another word that I like to use for that is transformation. It's that transformation over our lives as we grow to be more and more who he called us to be, as we gain a better control over the sin in our lives. Um, we know that um, we, are, we have died to sin and live in the resurrected life. Um, we know we already do, but that doesn't mean we know what that looks like. Kind of like when we start a new job and there is a um, job description um, and we see the list, but we don't really know what that looks like on a day in and day out until we kind of dive in. And the whole, you know, this is that secular version of it. And we don't, you know, the annual review is to kind of go back and look at what are we supposed to be doing? Are we on the right track? we are we remembering those baptismal vows that we do um, from time to time remind, helps us make, kind of make that check. It's like, hmm, are we doing what we said we were gonna do? Are we remembering? When we get um, marriage is similar to that. You know, that day the husband and wife make promises to each other. And we know that those promises were made, but what does that look like walking forward? Any married couple can tell you that you spent your whole time, yeah, the whole time figuring out what that looks like and that you get deeper and deeper in that. Um, as, as you move forward, um, that's kind of what Paul is trying to get at in the first part of the epistle today, is that um, to remind us of who we are in Christ because of what he did um, on the cross, um, that we're in that because we've committed to that, and we're in a covenant with that. To the sacrament of baptism. And the second part of of that is talking about the whole sanctification process that God uses every season in our lives to grow us, to grow us closer to him, to become more. That's that sanctifying process But each season, um, and I gave the example of these patients that I see at the hospital, that as they are trying to figure out in this season of their lives, when their health is poor and they don't know what's going to happen, it's like, how do I walk that out? I was um, with a family recently, a young woman um, in her 40s, when I, when I met the family, she'd been there for a day or two. She was um, on full life support, unresponsive. Um, her lungs had gotten badly infected and couldn't breathe without the ventilator. Um, and then all her different organs started shutting down. Um, and so they were working pretty hard. Her husband um, was, was working real hard as he every day when I walk in saying, you know, how you doing? And his response was always, I'm trying really hard to hold on to my faith. Um, and this was a daily, daily occurrence, daily thing as I, as we were walking. And I would just sit with him for um, each time that I would walk in seeing him. Um, had a friend who would come in there and she always wanted to be, she was always the, the active one. But The patient's husband wasn't really interested in talking a lot, but he appreciated that presence. And we prayed together um, each day for his wife. Um, My last day, right before I left on vacation, I was in there with them and I said, I need to give you a heads up that I'm going to be gone. I said, I'm really not ignoring you and I'm trying not to leave you high and dry, but I am going to be gone for a couple weeks. She was still not in good shape. Her husband had just found out that she may need a lung transplant because it wasn't looking very good for her. Um, some things had improved, but her lungs had not. Um, but we prayed one more time before I left. Um, and I knew I probably wouldn't see her when I got back because they were gonna transfer up for a higher level of care at, at UCSF. Um, And I I kept thinking about her while I was gone at times and just trusting her to God. When I came back, I noticed when I came back this last week, I came in and I had a stack of things that I had missed, but I saw that just the night before that there had been a request come in and I recognized the patient's name and it's like, "Hmm, she's back. I went up and saw them. Um, a little bit later, and while she was still on the ventilator, she um, was, had a, what we call a trach, or a hole in her throat, but she was completely awake, completely cognizant, and completely talking. She'd come a long ways. Um, even the infection was improving, and they decided right now it's not needing a lung transplant. She was in a far better place. Than she was when I had left, and they were very clear on who who that was. Um, but I was able to walk with them, of saying, you know, just remember what you believe in. You know, when, when you believe in something, it means you have to walk in a certain way. When we have faith in God, that even when things aren't going well or when everyone else is doing it one way, we need to stay true. And every season, God kind of puts challenges out there for us, um, and Paul reminds us that we have to take account of that. And saying, "Remember, remember what those promises that both we made and that I made to you. Um, in you know, if you're faithful to me, I am faithful to you. Um, even if death is coming, we have faith, knowing that." Um, you know, I've beaten death. There is more beyond that. But for our everyday lives, we all have that in our, when we're, wherever we're working, wherever we're playing, wherever we're active, volunteering, whatever we're doing, um, that God gives us these opportunities to come forward um, and walk. And so that we kind of for two reasons. One, we're going to kind of look a little different just because we do follow him. But often, if we stay faithful to what those promises are, um, we kind of earn that right to speak into other people's lives when we do the best that we can do. We're not going to be perfect. As I say, it's a process. So please don't hear that. There's no perfection here. Um, But he guides us that way. And the goal is that we're continuing growing and that turning away from the sin in our lives gets easier and easier. Whether that sin is pride or um, whatever it may be, um, it gets easier because we discover we have power outside of that. When we keep reminding us that we're part of something new. Even if we have to keep reminding ourselves, a verse that I um, say every morning when I get up and before I head into work, and um, often I actually say it to myself when when I come up here. Um, is something that I want to offer to you. Um, It's actually, it begins in morning prayer. It's one of the opening verses in our morning prayer services in the Book of Common Prayer, if you ever want to look at it. But it is, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer kind of encompasses everything I want that day to be and leads me into whatever the rest is. But that's one of those things that I want to close today by offering that to you as, as, as a prayer um, for each of us. So I'm going to say it again, but in a prayerful way. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen.